0: Welcome to Money in the Air, the music podcast about neighboring rights, the royalties you earn from the public
1: performance of your recordings and the business of music in general. Brought to you by IFR. The International Association for Artists and Rights Holders. I'm Andrew, a royalty consultant helping artists to collect on their value. Hi, I'm Gina Deacon. I work for Absolute Rights Management and I work with record labels and artists to ensure we claim the royalty income due to them.
2: I'm Stacey Haber and I'm from Inside Baseball Music Publishing.
0: Hi everyone, I'm Tanya Oliveira. I work at Transparence Entertainment Group. They're a neighboring rights agent based in Los Angeles. I've only I joined them this past Monday so I'm brand new with them. I'm their overseas consultant which is quite exciting and I'm here to talk about does neighboring rights pay for production music because we all know this is a notoriously gray area and I just want to try and demystify some of it. I'm by no means an expert, no agent is, but I've learned a lot in the past few years so um, yeah I just want to talk about it a little bit.
1: Yeah thanks for being here.
0: Yeah. I'm certainly happy to
2: talk about it. It was my understanding that the problem with production music is that it didn't have
0: ISRC codes because it wasn't released commercially. Is that right? Yes, that's that's like within a nutshell. CPL is the Neighbouring Rights Society in the UK. And at the moment, they are not accepting production music to be registered because they say, oh, it's not a commercially released track. However, if a piece of TV soundtrack or a film score was released as a soundtrack and you could find it on Spotify even as a soft release, in theory there would. Will be an ISRC attributed to that track and then the rights holder is within their rights to register it at PPL and they'll start to get money quite a few library companies production music companies they for the hell of it they just register and assign ISRCs to their scores and cues. basically the soundtracks to TV TV shows and films and you kind of like cast the net out see what comes back financially speaking and some money does come in but then every time we bring this up with PPL to give us a definitive answer they're like one minute they're like no no we don't pay for it no that's and then the next day they're like well yeah if there's an ISRC we will pay it I had a
2: conversation, shall we call it, about a TV show where they sang live on the TV show and we said, please take that recording and release it and get us an ISRC code. You be the rights holder. And then everybody can have neighboring rights. And they said, no, no, we don't want to own anything. We don't want to do anything. We're not doing it. And they just refused. And then a month later, they came back and they said, could you could you repeat that, please? Because we're going to put this on the soundtrack album.
0: Yeah, exactly. No, this is Stacey. Stacy knows everything. <laughs> they don't know who I am. <laughs> But it's a good rule for the world. Yeah, ISRCs are so important. But if you don't have one to hand, what you do is you register as a rights holder at PPL and then you can create your own ISRCs. So that's what a lot of companies are doing. Um, They're not breaking any laws or rules. It's it's a grey area. and No one can get a straight answer out of PPL. However, other countries, predominantly in Europe, they will 100%, without a doubt, without any issues, pay for production music because they do not deal with ISRCs predominantly they have their own local id numbers so for example in belgium the society there is called playwrights i look after a lot of performers at playwrights anything that's broadcast in belgium when you go into their portal there's an av section audio and you can literally plug in manually every single TV show or film ever that's included a track that that performer has performed on It's really time-consuming but I do it because it's worth it and playwright will pay money on it so every time that TV show or film is played on terrestrial TV in Belgium they'll get the cue sheets they'll look at it cool match it play it pay it to playwright playwright sit through it. Page to the Agents. Playwright's a big one. Uh, Also, GVL in Germany is another big payer. They even pay on adverts and jingles, not many people are aware of. So, if you write and perform and produce your own jingles, yeah, look into it. I would remove Germany from PPL's international mandate. Go direct to GVL and, you know, search their database. The database is clunky, it's slow, but if you're patient, most things will come (laughs) up. Really obscure stuff will come up. And yeah, it's a big population. It's a lot of music and TV shows and art that they the population just watch listen to so yeah gbl's a big pair so i do that i log in and i search for the tv show title the jingle the theme tune and if it comes up and i know for a fact joe blogs played the keyboards i'm like yep yeah, clean basket Cool, we Joe blogs, keyboards. We've worked yeah, with quite a
1: few composers who own the Soundmaster copyright to their sound recordings. And we've had some great success. We always suggest that they we register them on their behalf and send them out and as you say you cast that net and quite often you would be actually quite surprised to see what comes back and it's worth it and as we've said before it can be a big ask to actually join these international societies yourself and that's where you know by all means there are plenty of representatives out there that would be willing to help you do that.
0: Yeah, excellent point, Gina. It's very, very befuddling and daunting to the average performer. Even those that aren't gigging right now and have time on their hands, you know, they see all the paperwork. And even for reps, the bureaucracy is outrageous, but we know what to do and we're used to it. And you're like, right, for Germany, for Belgium. Another big player is Brazil has a huge population. They love their TV novellas and other shows. And even in their cars, they have TVs in their cars. So they just, they love TV. (laughs) That's incredible. (laughs) They just, they're obsessed with TV. And I forget the population, but it must be 200 million. or So there's quite a few societies in Brazil because there's just so many people and it's so musical. There are boundless musicians and composers. When I was at Wix and we would use a society called UBC and they were great. And I met them about two years ago. They were in town. They wanted to meet up and I said, look, production music, it's a grey area, do you pay for it? They said, oh, yeah, yeah, just... If you send us whatever, in whatever format you want, you send them a list of all the tracks you've performed on that you know have been on TV shows, even if you don't know. So I just sent them a list of performer names, track titles... It was, it was quite vague, to be honest. It took them a month or so, and then they came back with, oh, yeah, there's five brands sitting here. And I was like, oh, well, yeah, Brazil's a big money maker. In order to get it, you have to obviously sign up with them. They take commission. Yeah, UBC pay well. Apparently, Abram is due as well, another like they're a competitor, I've just started working with them at Transparence and they seem to be easy to work with. They they like to deal with very fancy spreadsheets and they even have a portal where you can search anything and just claim it. So Brazil's we, a
1: moneymaker. And yeah, Abramas have been very interesting in the income that we've collected with them. So I would definitely recommend them.
0: Another you know big no, pay in no. Netherlands? So uh, yeah, Senna in the Netherlands represents performers and master owners, i.e. rights holders. Yes, we deal with center at I did at Wixen. Yeah, they, you can make a lot of money. I believe GVL, they also pay for jingles and adverts, mm. basically. But yeah, they're big pays for jingles. So yeah, as Gina was saying, if you have a client that also produces and owns... Stuff that they put in TV shows, to track, yeah, it's worth signing them up, but it's worth managing expectations and just being like, only a few countries pay it, it's quite haphazard, but we'll give it a go. And they're always pleasantly surprised, actually, because they've gone from nothing to something. And if it's five grand in Brazil, I
1: mean, that's a lot of money. It's just, it was sitting there. It was like, all right.
0: Basically, you have
1: nothing (laughs) to lose if it's your way up. Do you register? Do you not register? Well, if you don't register, you're never going to know what's out there. If you do register on claim, you could be in for a pleasant surprise.
0: As long as production company or whoever owns that master has registered it at various societies around the world. So it's like twofold. It won't exist until the rights holder registers it. Um, However, in Brazil, I don't think you need to register it. I think they just get cue sheets and they have like kind of black box income and they hold on to it for a certain amount of time. I don't know for how long but I know for most CMOS they hold on to it for like six years and then it just disappears in inverted commas. It usually goes to the record label. Sometimes it gets divvied out to the lineup which is good for the performers. Sometimes it goes to local cultural arts funds but We all know that most of it goes to the record labels. And
2: even in countries like the UK, where they claim that they don't pay, if you have a library of production music, there is no reason that you can't release it yourself on Spotify, unless contractually you can't, but release it yourself on someplace like Spotify, get the ISRC numbers, and have your own playlist of your music. One, you'd want to do it as a promotional tool anyway, it's like your showreel, but also there's income then for it.
0: Exactly, it's a great marketing tool, yeah. You grow your audience, you promote what you've got. You might as well. In COVID times, musicians haven't been touring, so they've had time to finally go through their to-do lists, which is great. I'm always a fan of to-do lists, and so yeah, they've been querying things with PPL, and yeah, you're right, Cece, if, if you've released it, and you can generate, and you definitely own it, and you, you can generate your own ISLCs, just go for it, you've got nothing to lose. So even if they are paying some sort of
2: royalty, for a production music use in a production, if you're releasing those tracks on a DSP for streaming, they are not paying, MCPS and PRS are not paying the performer for that release on say Spotify. So it's not double dipping unless Spotify pays them for the production, but I don't see why they would. They they, they say they won't. So
0: it's too different releases it's two Mm. different uses of the recording long story short just throw the net out there see what comes in and it's worth it
1: even if you're a work for hire for that production company there is still the performances that will occur afterwards you will receive a royalty for that um it's not just the initial payment for the work for hire or the sync fee that you might get Mm -hmm. from production company but the residuals (laughs) so to speak
2: ppl also has vpl for video So if you have any kind of production, audiovisual production, which is then isolated for YouTube or put wholesale on YouTube, does that
0: not qualify under VPL if you're VPL registered as a rights holder and a performer? Just isn't it just M T V unit? Isn't it like music channels that play music official music videos like terrestrial T V, which used to make money, like you remember M T V massive? But now I mean money, yeah. It was so much money, like MG's Thriller would have made so much in the 80s, even through till until MTV didn't become the predominant music channel. Thanks for listening, guys. Hope that you learned as much
2: as we did about production music and neighbouring rights. Don't forget, join IFR. Go to iafar.co.uk and click on the Join Now, Become a Member button.